all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew and we are coming to you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So let's just get right into this one. The Saints lost in, it was just a debacle. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. I mean, really from all spectrums here they did not play a good game drew Brees is also hurt to make it and put salt in the wound the refs weren't good and a huge play that they missed put that in the salt in the wound and this is probably the worst saints game we've seen in some time here and it was a tough one and there's a lot to reflect on and there's a lot where the saints can get better at and there's so much to talk about so we obviously are going to get to everything from this game after the game the effects what the saints are looking like in life without drew Brees, and just it, it's going to be a very interesting podcast because look there's so much to talk about and look obviously i'm not happy no saints fans happy right now you're sad mad whatever it, it was just it wasn't a good game and just really i don't really want to talk about it for long because i'm just sick and tired of talking about it and honestly i don't think this was the full reason the Saints lost but I think it's taking a toll on the players, so I think that's why I should talk about it. And the morale of the team is definitely going down because of it. And it's these refs. I mean, really, it's it's starting to get a little frustrating, obviously, by the Saints. It was frustrating last year. Now it's, 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 it's now depleting to the team. And obviously, seven points should have been up on the board. The Saints should have been up by seven. And obviously, that is very, very big in a very big game against a very good team in the Rams. They needed those seven points. Without those seven points, they don't win. Obviously, it took more than that, but that, that just took the whole, that took the wind out of the sails. And Cam Jordan obviously made a really nice play to run it back, had the mind to run it back. And look, every other NFL game, that's that's just played through. And it's not today or yesterday, whenever the game was played. And that caused seven points. That's one thing. Then another big missed call was that Traquan Smith's helmet got taken off by Marcus Peters, and then Peters proceeded to throw punches at Traquan Smith. Now, if that's not 15 yards unnecessary roughness, then what is? Because the Saints are going to call for ticky-tack holdings the whole game. Ticky-tack, ticky-tack, ticky-tack. Every good play was getting pushed back, and whatever, they were holding sometimes, and sometimes I think we're a little wishy-washy, but there were some blaring mistakes that the Rams made, and they never called anything. That play, another play, there was a block in the back on one of their big plays to Robert Woods on that second and 20, and then also, you're looking at Cam Jordan gets held basically every play, and they don't call anything. Now, I'm not going to say that this is the reason the Saints lost. They had multiple opportunities to win this game. They shot themselves in the foot way too much. But all I'm asking is you to call every penalty, not just the ones on the Saints. That's all I'm saying. Because it's, it's, I don't know what it is. Is it just because teams that play the Rams, or is it the Saints, or whatever? Because there's now three games in a row where the Saints have gotten hurt by penalties or non-penalties because it's now starting to get very frustrating, as I said before. The team is now talking about it. You have Michael Thomas going on Twitter. You have Cameron Jordan calling the refs footlocker. You have, I mean, all this stuff. It's It's got to end. It's got to end. And that's why I'm starting with it because it's now it's it's at the point where I don't really want to talk about it. The Saints have so many other issues. They don't need the refs against them as well because it's that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to say anything else. But there were at least five plays that should have been called, the penalties against the Rams that were not called. And 
I think there were a lot of ticky-tack penalties on the Saints. That's just my opinion, and now this is three straight games. So, look, we'll, we'll see what happens next week, and if there are any blaring mistakes or if there are any bad calls, or maybe there'll be a call going the Saints way. Maybe that will happen for once, but that's kind of how I'm going to start this because it's, it's just got to start before we even get into our new notes and everything else because this game, has you have a lot to digest if you're a Saints fan in this one, and having to sit through it was obviously... It's tough, and now I'm gonna have to. You know, I'm definitely gonna go back to the all 22, see what you know they did wrong here, and I don't know. It's it was a it's a, it was a tough loss, very very tough because now it's not only that game you're one on one that's fine. Rams are a great team, but now Breeze is gonna be out six weeks, and that's something else we gotta talk about. But we will definitely get into all of that. But before we do get into our notes and this whole recap, we are going to take a quick break after that little rant about the refs. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we are going to talk about this game. We're going to go take a deep dive into it because that's kind of what's necessary here. We are going to look at everything. We'll start with the notes, and obviously we'll talk about Drew Brees. That's kind of where we're going to talk about Drew Brees in this episode. We're not going to wait until after the game because we're just going to go right into this we'll start with the notes we'll start with Drew Brees and then we'll get into the actual game how Teddy played and really everything and it wasn't good nothing was good from this team besides I gotta give a shout out to Cam Jordan I gotta give a shout out to Trey Hendrickson and Marcus Davenport because they did play very very good in this game and without them I mean who knows what the score would have been so that's just kind of what it is there but let's just get into this notes and get started here first I think we should just start with Drew Brees because I think that is the most important so Drew Brees is hurt He's going to be out for six weeks, probably. Could be a little less, could be a little more, depending on how it goes. He is getting a second opinion before he gets the surgery on his thumb. He hurt his thumb. And now we got to talk about, before we even get to this whole game, we got to talk about what this means for the Saints because six weeks is a long time, but it's not that long. You're not going to lose your season to me with Teddy Bridgewater on these six games. But this is the make-or-break time for Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, we're looking at Drew Brees and... He's going to be a big part of this team, I think, this year. I think the Saints are not done. They're not dead in the water for any stretch of the imagination. People are saying to already tank for another QB and whatever it is. This team is not dead. They are 1-1, one and, one, and we don't know what we're going to get at Teddy Bridgewater. It's so unfair to characterize Teddy Bridgewater's play because any other QB, really, in this situation, you want to take even Steve Young when he was backing up Joe Montana. You come into that game, and you're thrown into the fire, you, big penalties happen against you. You're always playing at first and 20s. What do you expect is going to happen? And I think that's kind of what Sean Payton was saying. Because I don't think Bridgewater played. Obviously, he didn't play good. But did he play like the worst game ever? No. He didn't throw any interceptions. didn't turn the ball over. He was a game manager. He didn't really take a lot of shots. But look, that's kind of what the player you're going to get. And I want to see him with a full week, a full week of prep, a full game plan with him around the quarterback. Because there are different quarterbacks. Him and Breeze, they bring different you know skills to the table. So... I want to see what Bridgewater can do here. And after next week, if they put up three points against Seattle and they lose whatever, 17-3 or 27-3, whatever the hell it is, they're not scoring them, then we can talk about how Teddy Bridgewater is not the future. But really, after that, can you really even talk you know, about Bridgewater without I mean, mentioning that Drew Brees was coming into this game to play? They were prepping on Drew Brees playing not Teddy Bridgewater so that's you're already put behind the eight ball you're playing on the road you're put behind the eight ball even more you're at so many penalties against you another eight ball you're behind the eight ball again and then top it all off your offensive line did not play well your skill positions didn't play well outside of Michael Thomas so really what, what would you like Teddy Bridgewater to do here unless he was a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady because again I 
bring up Steve Young. I don't think Steve Young wins that game. If you bring in Steve Young coming in like when he was backing up Montana. So really, it, it is what it is. And it's tough, but I do think the Saints, they, they can, they're one and one. They win next week, they're two and one. They're then back. They're tied for the lead in the South. We got to always think about that. It's only week two. We have a long way left to play. And obviously, we're going to have to talk about Breeze being hurt for six weeks. What do I want the Saints to go in? Three and three would be nice. I think three and three is kind of what you would, that's kind of your mark. And if you go a little higher than that, that's great. But I'm expecting a three and three. Anything lower, I'm going to be mad because I do think Teddy Bridgewater, he gets paid the most of any backup in the league. I think he's an average starter. He would be an average starter in this league. And this is why the Saints brought him in, as many people have said before. But we brought him in here to back Drew Brees up. And if this situation happened where Brees was going to be out six weeks or four weeks or out a few games, he can hold the ship and he's going to do fine. And I still think he can do that. I do. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a solid QB. He doesn't turn the ball over, really. And he can make some plays. You know, you're looking at guys like Nick Foles. If Wentz doesn't get that opportunity, Nick Foles is never discovered. They never win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, right now, you can't really predict anything. I have no clue what's going to happen. I can't tell you that Teddy Bridgewater is going to go out and throw 400 yards after that performance. But I'm not going to say that he's going to put up 130 and two picks and the Saints are going to lose against the Seahawks. I'm just, I, I just don't think that. And I think the Saints, they still have a lot of good skill position players that did not play well. And they were not getting open. And the Rams are a great team. You know, you got to give it off to them. And we knew this game was going to be close with Drew Brees. Without Drew Brees, they kept it close for, and they were behind the eight balls, all those things I said. They kept it close for three, about three quarters. A little less, but about three quarters. And that's, it's tough because the defense played really well. And they end up not obviously finishing well. They gave up. And you obviously they were put behind the eight ball so many times. And it was after that penalty that that killed them. And that just showed that the, the no calls in their head. And whatever you want to say about that is maybe it won't be, but the NFL just has to make a call in the Saints' favor. <laughs> I think that's kind of just the way it has to go. You know, if the Saints get a nice call that maybe that shouldn't went their way, it went their way, or maybe it should go their way, and they just get the call because they should. And they just if the NFL calls the games correctly, then I think this will go away and the Saints will forget about it. But it happens so much. And as Sean Payton said, he just doesn't want to deal with that anymore. Because you are. You know, you're saying the Saints to get over it, but then you keep on calling bad calls to them. It's just... It's crazy. It's crazy. So that's kind of just what it is. But Breeze is out for six weeks, probably. The Saints are getting a second opinion to see what the exact result will be. But six weeks is not awful. They have a four-game stretch after that against all division opponents. That's probably going to tell where your season's going to be at that point. And if you have Breeze in those four games, that's huge. We'll see what Teddy Bridgewater can do. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's play, what his career is going to look like, is what played on Sunday. Because to me, it just wasn't the case. I think Teddy Bridgewater's put in an extreme bad situation. And what would you... And people are calling to Taysom to go in there. I think Taysom probably would have done worse. So, I mean, I like Taysom Hill too, but I think Bridgewater's better. I think Bridgewater can come in here and do more things like Drew Brees than Taysom Hill can. Maybe they bring in Taysom Hill next week, but they're also down receiver too, so you may need Taysom Hill's receiving skills and his tight end skills to really be good here. But nothing went his way. So obviously we'll get in more of those notes later. But the scene's got to outplay today. Or yesterday, I should say. All facets of the game besides D-line, really. I mean, and maybe the linebackers with Demario Davis, but no one else. So that's just kind of how it is there. Other guys that got hurt, Andrews Pete is hurt. But Nick Easton was actually inactive. A healthy scratch, that was interesting. And if he's really a healthy scratch going to be for the whole year, 
I mean, that's a really bad signing by Sean Payton and um, Key Loomis. But we'll see here. That's kind of just what it is there. Traquan Smith, he was hurt on a really nice play he made, but he was hurt. We'll see what his severity is. And same with Keith Kirkwood. He was hurt before the game even started, which kind of set the tone for this day. So that's just kind of what it was here. But Breeze is hurt. We'll get, probably keep on talking about it throughout the episode because it matters a lot. And what's going to happen is you have six games, and you're looking at these six games because obviously it matters which who you're playing. And at that point, who can we think we can beat and who's those toss-ups and who's the players that we're – if we won, I'd be surprised. And obviously you have Seattle next week. That's going to be a game where – Look, I, th- I think they could steal it. I-, I think it's a possible win. Seattle's played two close games against two not-so-good teams. So coming out of it, I'm not saying that the the Seahawks are like they're going to win, easily beat the Saints. I don't think they're that good. And that's just kind of what it is. They have a great QB with Russell Wilson. They, are gonna, they have a better QB than the Saints. Starting QB is right now with Teddy Bridgewater. But I just don't think that the Seahawks, I can't say that they're going to come in and beat the Saints. I just can't say that. Maybe you can, but I just don't think so. Then you have you play the Cowboys at home. Again, it's at home, so you could win. I mean, really, that's what it is. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater gives you an extra little help, and Dak's playing really good football. So if, to beat them, you're going to need to play at your top of your game. But if the Saints could come out of that with a split, if you're 2-2 two and two after four games, I'm saying, look, you have this easy stretch coming up. Three out of four games are very easy, and they should win them. Then you know you go three, you go 5-3, and three and you're looking really good. If they split these next two, I'll be very happy. And if they lose two, that kind of is what it is. But if you, you're you 1-3 and three and you're behind the eight ball, but then hopefully you can beat the, the Bucs, you can beat the Jaguars, and you can beat the Cardinals. And if you can go up and beat the Bears, that's going to be really big too. But to play the Bucks and Jags, you know, those need to be wins. And then you're looking at the Seahawks and Cowboys, if you can split there. And then you play the Bears. And then, you know, look, if you lose to the Bears, which I expect them to, that's kind of where you get your 5-3 and three start, which is not bad. And then you have your bye, and then you go into the Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. Those four games are probably going to decide if you're going to win this division or not. If you go 4-0, and I think the Saints are fine. At that point, you'll be 9-3. You're looking great. Then you play the 49ers, Colts without luck. And then you play the Titans, which I think could be wins here. And then you play the Panthers at home to finish off the season. Or away at Panthers to finish off the season. So really, the Saints only have one division game. In that, in that stretch. So you're not, you. they're going to be able to pick up ground even if they're 4-4. Four and four. And I don't think the Falcons are that good. They haven't showed that they're a great team. The Panthers look completely lost. And the Bucks, I think, are kind of just what the Bucks are going to be. They're going to be around 5-11, 6-10. So that's just kind of what I'm expecting here. The Saints, I don't know. They are a complete, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to get out of this team. It's a complete mystery. You have Teddy Bridgewater, who's shown that he can play. He's also shown that he couldn't play then you're obviously you're hoping that your star players weren't dependent on Drew Brees and they can actually make some plays without Drew Brees. We saw we saw um, Mike Thomas was able to do that. Kamara was not. The offensive line was also getting manhandled. They weren't ready to play with without Drew Brees in this one. And I don't know if Drew Brees would have won this game. or Because, look, the way the team played, they wouldn't have won with Drew Brees either, to be quite honest with you. I don't think maybe one or two drives they put together some nice plays, but maybe with Drew Brees that would help them. But not overall. Jared Cook played a really bad game. One of his worst, I mean, maybe in in his career, because three drops and he didn't get open. And he was going to be the player that needed to play very good, and he could not do that. But let's just get into some notes here before I (laughs) rant on about more. I think we're done talking about Breeze. Now we're moving on to the kind of the future here, because Breeze it is. He's going to be out six weeks, and we're going to see what we can do after that. But that's kind of what it is there. So the Saints did only average 2.9 yards a carry. That can't happen. Exactly. 
That's exactly what I'm talking about. You can't get manhandled at the line of scrimmage with Bridgewater and the penalties and everything else. It was just everything. And the Saints were relatively in the game for most of it. So, and look, for what it was, I mean, it's not the worst. I've, I've seen worse, but it was a debacle just with the injury. It was just a bad game. Trey Henderson, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, both with one sack. They they played a good game. you got to give it off to these guys because they did. NASCAR pass, package, they played pretty well in just base set. They played very well, so you got to give them to that there. Demario Davis was really nice on a couple of pitches, swinging it out. I mean, that's kind of what you kind of hope for there, and that's kind of big there. Then you're obviously the injuries we already touched upon. And then really, look, you're back and gives up. In the fourth quarter is really the reason why the Rams' stats look better than they are. Most of that game, Jared Goff couldn't do anything. He was missing a lot of passes. Again, I, I, I don't think Jared Goff's a good QB, and I think that kind of showed in this game. He was off a lot of the game until the very end when the Saints, I think, gave up. After look, if the Saints score that touchdown, I think it's a completely different game. They feel like they can their success. They can be successful without Drew Brees. Refs take that away. So that's just kind of what they're looking at there. They do have 11 penalties, which is a lot. And when you're putting yourself, and a lot of them were after a good place too. A lot of them were after 20-yard gains, and then they would bring it back after holding or blocking them, but whatever it was. It just was in the worst possible situations. Offensive line did not do good. Teddy Bridgewater did get sacked twice. They just did not play well. Obviously, the refs were bad, but that's just kind of the way it is. Let's go over our intriguing matchups here. Aaron Donald, that was our first matchup. Aaron Donald versus the interior Saints um, offensive line here. He manhandled the Saints. He completely won almost every time. He was making, but that's even harder when you have someone coming up your face every time. The reason Breeze got hurt is because the pressure was in his face. That's obviously not good. McCoy had a tough day. Pete had a tough day before he got hurt. Will Clapp, after he came in, had a tough day. And then Larry Walford did not play good. He had a tough day. Donald manhandled them. They had no... No excuse. No answer, I should say. Not excuse. No answer. And they really have no excuses either. The tackles played pretty well. Only one holding penalty between the two. So, and that was Armstead. But overall, they played well. So, it was the interior pressure that got him. Even Sebastian Joseph Day, he was able to get pressure on them. It was not a good game. And then up the middle, there was even worse. So many runs got completely blew up by Aaron Donald. And um, Day and some other guys. It was just it, it was a, it was bad. And then there are a few good plays by the Rams defense. You got to give it up to them because they played very very good. Besides Aaron Donald, their back end played really well. Alvin Kamara. They basically bracketed him the whole game. Michael Thomas was not left one on one, but they were able to basically leave Jared Cook one on one, and he didn't play good. And they obviously won that matchup there. Not every team can do that. They do have a great defense. They have Eric Weddle, who's basically a roamer down the field. Like the Seahawks don't have that. The Saints won't be playing next week. That's just kind of what it is there. They have, they have a good team. And, you know, if we play in the playoffs and we happen to see them again, I'm hoping that it's just it's in, it's in different conditions here. Hopefully the Saints have Breeze back and stuff like that. But it's kind of what it is there. They did not play well at the middle. And then looking at Saints cornerbacks versus Rams wide receivers, again, it's not awful. I mean, I think they played fine up until the fourth quarter. And then they were able to, the Rams were able to basically wear down this team. Saints morale was shot. And I really hope that changes going into next week. This team has a lot of fight in it. I'm just hoping that, you know, the health bar didn't hit red. And um, I hope that they're able to come back and uh, win a few games here because that's going to be really, really big there. But I think Lattimore, besides he got beat deep once, wasn't bad coverage, but he did get beat there. But besides that, I think they played fine. Everyone was getting on Eli Apple for some reason. He didn't play bad. 
I mean, look, obviously he wasn't the best, but that's just kind of what it is there. He's obviously not a stud, not the best player we have, but he, I think he played fine. He played serviceable. No, I mean, no Rams receiver really went off besides Cooper Cup, and that was because he had a 67-yard run where the Saints just completely gave up on him. He beat Lattimore over the middle, and that was that. So, I mean, not awful. I mean, when you're looking at it, it's really not uh, that bad there. So, really, when it's looking at it, that wasn't really the worst there. And then, finally, the Saints running backs versus the Rams front seven. They were front seven one for the Rams. you got to give them a lot of credit. Saints didn't win with Kamara ever. Murray, rarely. So, you got to give it to the Rams. They played a very good game. They were able to, you know, with Wade Phillips, was really able to scheme up against the Saints, and he did a really good job. And also, I don't, I don't like the play calling by Sean Payton either. I don't think he coached a very good game, and he even admitted that. So that's just kind of the way it is. It's going to be a tough – he said it was him for people. It was going to be a very tough day of watching film. I think that includes him, <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't think he did a very good job either. So that's just really what it is there. But I think really when looking at it, it was tough. They didn't win a lot of matchups. The intriguing matchups, they lost every single one. So that's just kind of what it is there so now let's get into our group by group recap here where we grade the saints and it's not how it usually was the, i mean the grading was it was like when you're like the f student barely looking to pass because that's kind of what the saints did here quarterbacks here were not very good c minus i gave him a grade so let's just talk about it for a little bit here breeze did throw a pick but that was on coke i'm putting that on breeze really here on the season then he gets hurt teddy bridgewater comes in he's 17 of 30 165 yards and then no picks two sacks qbr of 11 quarterback rating of 72 not good but look i don't think he had a lot of stuff going against him with bridgewater i want to see him in a better situation just i want to see him with the whole week of prep if he still stinks with the whole week of prep then we can look outside. Maybe Eli Manning's open for play. But this is what we paid Teddy Bridgewater to do, to come up in here and be able to be a Band-Aid, basically. That's why he's the biggest, you know, the highest paid um, backup here. So that's just kind of what it is here. I think Bridgewater, I'm pretty confident in having Bridgewater. I said I was in the beginning of the season. I still am. This was a tough game for a player to come into. And I think, considering it, he didn't play the worst game I've ever seen. He didn't turn the ball over. And I think there were ways that he could have, he made plays that just got called back. And that's really frustrating. I kind of understand that there. And that's why you get the C-minus. Look, it wasn't the worst game. You didn't get an F. Like, I mean, probably some position should get here. But it was not good at all there. Moving over to the skill position players here. D-plus. They played, I mean, look, besides Michael Thomas, I'll give Michael Thomas a lot of credit. He played very hard the whole game. You know, he ended up with 10 catches. He ended up with, um, on 13 targets, ended up with 90 yards, which was very good but besides that this this receiving core didn't do good and the Saints running backs didn't do good either so when looking at it Traquan Smith was the next best receiver with three catches 49 yards that was pretty good but then he got hurt so that's kind of what it was there then Jared Cook two catches 25 yards and he played really bad he had seven targets and I think that's just what it says here he was gonna have a big day was supposed to have a big day and he just he played really bad and he's gonna have to own up to that and he's gonna have to become a leader with drew Brees out so he's gonna have to make sure catches he's gonna like the pick on Brees. that's got to be a catch sorry if you want to be a pro bowler you want to be a top seven uh, tight end top five tight end like i said he was you're making me look pretty stupid there if he can't even make that catch which was a very hard catch but for one of the best tight ends in the league gotta make that so it's just kind of what it was there he hasn't looked up to snuff so far with jared cook really not that good there, Alvin Kamara, 13 carries for 45 yards, 3.5 yards a carry, not very good. 
Latavius Murray, five carries for seven yards, really bad. And then, I mean, after that, you had Latavius Murray with one catch for 16 yards. Yeah, that was a good catch. I do remember that. Taysom Hill had two catches. But Kamara only one catch on three targets. Not used to that. Not used to that at all. So skill position players left to be no one stepped up. They had to because as much only you can put it so much on Teddy Bridgewater because there's a whole team here. And when you don't have Drew Brees, when you don't have that Pro Bowl, all pro QB, it's tough. Yeah, he can't. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to throw guys open 24 7 like Drew Brees does. Maybe it happens sometimes, but not going to happen all the time. You're going to have to get open. And it shows that the Saints receivers cannot get open. And I think the Saints probably, Emmanuel Butler probably will be on this team by the end of the week. But that's just kind of what the Saints are looking for right now, looking at right now. So that's just what it is, what it is. Going over to the O line. I'm going to give it a C plus. They didn't do good at all. Tackles did good, so, I mean, that's why they were at a C plus. Could have been really bad if they didn't. But the interior was really bad. Pressure up in Teddy's face almost every time he dropped back, dropped back 85% of the time, 80% of the time. So that's why they're getting a C plus. Really bad game from Pete. Bad game from Clapp. Bad game from Walford. Bad game from McCoy. Just overall not good stuff. Not good stuff at all. So that's just kind of what it is there. Donald manhandled them. Sebastian Joseph Day played good against them so it was bad it was a lot different than the first game that's all I gotta say there for sure but before we move over to the defense where I think the defense did play a better game maybe we'll get a little more positive we are gonna take a quick break you are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast welcome back into the Houdat Discussion now we are going to recap the defense here and see what they did against the Rams. So starting off with the D-line, they played very, very well. Got to give it to Cam Jordan, who had a sack in the first quarter, and then he almost ran back a touchdown. That should have been a touchdown, but the refs called it back. Again, not good stuff there, but Trey Hendrickson had the strip sack. Really good job by him to cause that. So that was really good by him. He had a very good game. He was able to get constant pressure. Davenport had a couple of really nice power rushes. He looked very good, and it was nice that he got the sack up there. So he had a pretty good game there. He had three QB hits. Very good job by Davenport in this one and then look after that you're looking at guys like Malcolm Brown he played very good you're looking at guys like David Onyemata he played very good against the run they were able to get outside a little bit which is why we're going to get with the the linebackers but overall they did not play bad so you got to give them credit there I think that was really big they really kept the Saints in this one so you got to give them a lot of credit there you got to give credit where to do the reason it was 6-6 going into like three minutes left in the third quarter was because they were able to basically manhandle the Rams offensive line and they did a good job they rattled off they did a good job in this game you can't put this on the D line they played very well but then third quarter fourth quarter they started pitching it out and our linebackers didn't come up to snuff here so that's what we're gonna get into next Demario Davis played very well that's why we're at a seat but they're looking at guys like Anzalone did not have a good game. AJ Klein did not have a good game. They were running the pitches really well. And that, look, obviously you would love to have, by your defensive ends, have some good plays there. But they were always shooting the gap, the Saints, a linebackers here. Klein did a lot. Even Demario Davis did a few times. They were running it to the outside. I knew they were going to run the pitch. It was very, very evident. And the Saints were still running that gap like they were going to run it down the middle or a stretch play. They were doing the pitch and... They were able to get it out, hit the corner, and get a, a pretty good game. Look, they didn't have the best job against the run, and that's very, very good. They played good up the middle. Demario Davis had some nice plays. Deke Alonso got some playing time. But overall, it just was not a good day by the linebackers. 
again, wasn't the worst, but maybe I'll move it up to C plus. But that's just kind of what it was there. They didn't play very good, and that's really what it is. Moving over to the secondary here, I'm gonna give them a B minus because I think they played good in the first half, good in the third quarter, fourth quarter they just gave up. That's just kind of what it looked like. Is the tackling gave up, the coverage gave up, and I kind of understand that kind of don't, but. Again, that's kind of what I'm putting here. Lattimore, I think, played up and down. Same with Eli Apple. Same with really everyone. I think P.J. Williams had some nice tackles, so that was good there. Von Bell had a good game, I think, but and Marcus Williams didn't really play. Didn't hear his name, so that's never a good thing from him. So that's just kind of what it is there. Not a good thing. And then special teams coaching. Special teams, I think they played fine. Will Lutz had a, a couple of good kicks. The only reason Saints were on the board because of Will Lutz. And then Thomas Moore said they did a good job, but they gave up a pump. I'm gonna give them like the special teams part, I'll give like a B plus A minus. And then the coaching, they get like a D. So overall it's a C minus here. Again, the coaching was bad. Peyton did not rally the troops well. And that's that's on nobody but the Saints here. Said and Sean Peyton. He's gotta be able to rally his troops after Drew Brees is hurt. He was not able to do that. Too many bad plays, and he put a little on himself, so I think I'm going to choose. So that's kinda on Drew Brees in this one. He did not to, uh, not Drew Brees, excuse me, Sean Payton, he did not do a good job in this one by rallying the troops, and the special teams, I think, was fine. Other coaching, um, Dennis Allen did make some nice plays here, but wasn't able to adjust in the second half, fourth quarter, so that's just kind of what it was there. So, really, now we'll just wrap it up here, talk about the future, kind of, and this is kind of what it is here. It was a debacle. There's no other way you can put it. Really, the the worst thing that could have happened happened. You had Breeze get hurt. You lost by a lot. And now you have people saying the Saints are not good. The Saints will not make the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. But this is when this team plays best, and we know that. They were 0-2 to start the season 2017. They roar right back. They're 0-1. They lose to Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Dome last year. They are able to come back. We'll see what this team can do. We don't know what's going to happen next week. And this is why this next preview is going to be really tough for me because Teddy Bridgewater, you can have a lot of faith in Teddy Bridgewater right now and be like, look, I saw a lot of good things in preseason, and I think he's going to be like Nick Foles. I think he's going to be that type of backup. I think Saints are going to go 4-2 with him, 5-1, and one, and you could be that type of player. You know what? A type of person. Excuse me there. But And I would say, fine. Like I can see that. I can see Teddy Bridgewater doing a good job. I can see him being Nick Foles. He has a lot of talent, and he's able to be, right now to me, he's like a game manager, but that could change. So that changed with Nick Foles. Everyone's saying he was a game manager, stepped onto the field, did a really good job. So that's just kind of what I'm looking like here. That's one side of the thing. He goes above expectations. Another thing is go below expectations. He plays like he did today, and then you're in trouble for the season. I think that's another reason. Or he could be kind of medium. They probably would lose next week if he was medium, or maybe they would barely win, or he would just do enough plays to win, and he was able to rally troops in the fourth quarter, something like that, where it just stays like he's average, and that's kind of is what it is. That's probably the most likely, but the other two are definitely possibilities. I wouldn't be surprised either way, either extreme, but I, I think this is going to be tough. We're going to see what he can do. We're going to see how the team bounces back with him. I think he is a leader. He knows how to win this league. He went to the playoffs. He's a pro bowler. He's got the accolades. Now he's got to go up and show it. And I think it's possible. And this is his last shot at showing that he can be a starting QB in this league. He's got the talent around him. It's ready for him to go. He's probably got to come to the soccer and say, let's go, guys. I'm, I know I'm not Drew Brees, but I'm a damn good QB. I'm ready to play. And this is his last shot. And... I mean, maybe that was a really good move for him by taking the Saints job because this is, look, if he has a good year this year, he's going to get picked up either by the Saints or a another team to start. And look, I think Tyler from the All Saints Consider podcast said it best this morning. He said that, look, these, these six weeks are going to really affect the Saints next 10 years. 
if Bridgewater comes out and he does a really good job, he's going to be our franchise QB after Drew Brees. If he comes out, does a bad job or okay job, they're probably like, mm, he's probably not a starter in this league. And they draft QB probably next year. This is going to be really interesting. And I think it's going to be, this is the first type of adversity the Saints have faced since, and like the, now everybody's downing him, since like 2016 and 2017, the beginning of 2017. So we'll see what they can do with it. They've went through so much adversity. They went through so many things. So that's just kind of what it is there. I mean, look, it's going to be a big game next week. If they can come out and win next week's game, I give everybody a lot of credit. Everybody on that team so much credit. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I probably won't pick them to win this game. They're going to be up against it. But the Seahawks, they haven't been playing the best. They definitely have a they have a shot at winning. I don't know if it's the best chance, but I think Bridgewater gives them at least a shot. It could be a lot worse. What if Bridgewater decided to go to the Dolphins and we got Tom Savage right now? Or Taysom Hill. I, I think Bridgewater is at least going to give us serviceable play, and we can win a few games with him. I don't think it's going to be a complete debacle like some other people think. And that's kind of what it is, maybe. And some people think he's going to be, like, a great QB, starting QB, and, like, that's what it is. And he could be, like, a top 12 starting QB in this league or top 10, some people think. We'll see. And we'll have to see which side of the spectrum it goes on. I think Sean Payton, with a week of preparation, is going to be better with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is definitely going to be more confident. That's kind of what you expect here. Next week's going to be a tough game in Seattle. It probably will be fine weather. That's not going to be the issue, but that's a really tough crowd to play against. But silence them early, get off to a good start. That's really all you can do there but I think with all that said, it's going to be time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoyed a little of a rant, a little analysis from this episode or any other episode of the Who Dat Discussion, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who Dat This, on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion, and then you can subscribe to anywhere you listen to your podcast. That means iTunes and Spotify and Google Play, stuff like that. So really, overall, really tough game. A lot different than I was coming into this week than coming out of it, right? What difference does a week make if you're coming off that big win? And now we are probably at the lowest low that they've been in in a few years here. So that's just kind of what it is. And the Saints, they're going to try to get their first win without Drew Brees as their quarterback since 2005 next week against the Seahawks. We'll be here for a preview. Check it out probably either Thursday or Friday, probably Thursday night going into Friday. And they play 425 against Seattle at Seattle. Saints are staying in on the West Coast this week, and we'll, they'll be practicing out there. Tomorrow, we're going to get some injury updates and that fun stuff, but I think the Saints need these two days off. Clear the head, come back on Wednesday, ready to practice, ready to go. Hopefully, we get a few good injury news besides. I mean, Priest wasn't the worst. At least he's not out for the season. But now we're going to get at least uh, other guys like Pete, Draquan. So that's just kind of what it is there. Hopefully everything's not too serious with all of those guys. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?